You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. My wife, she's alive. Vought's holding the gap of somewhere. And right now, we're in a little bit of trouble. Are you fucking with us? Listen, this is a fucking mess. We're the most wanted lads in the country. We got soup terrorists. And we got no superheroes. Hi, I'm Stormfront. Who? I'm the new girl. Wonderful. What's your big plan? We'll take them for it. There we go. And I get my wife back. We're in. Of course we're in. We blow it up in the air. More super terrorists will come. For all we know, these maniacs could be waiting for their chance to kill us all. Who the fuck are you? I'm just trying to help. Really? How? We are in a war, but we can fight back with an army of supermen, millions strong. Now, don't be a pussy. Laser my fucking tits. One, two, three, hit it! She's got a whole army of soups. We cost her. We need more soup! All right, what do we do? We can't just kill everyone. That's exactly what we're gonna do. Oh, great. Cool. Totally. Oh, and welcome back to the periodic table of awesome. I'm gonna jump up and down in my seat. I'm gonna get excited. It's, uh, am I very loud? Am I well, too loud? To is that That's what happened? fine. No, get excited. I love it. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Do you know why? Because shit seems to be working and I'm not jinxing it. So fuck it. <laughs> no. Shut up. I, I love it that we had Tigers <laughs> in space up. who came by just to say hello uh, and then hasn't actually watched the season. So he's going to fuck off. <laughs> oh. Well, we, we do spoilery like later. We won't spoil anything for you. So stick around for like. If yeah. You yeah. You know, have some chats with your friends, yeah. have some bants, talk <laughs> some good times. I'm bants. Quinny. Yeah, oh. sick bants, always sick bants. Um, I have, uh, you know, oh. bants with my buddy. Who, uh, who's my buddy? Uh, Peter, probably. I'm no longer <laughs> uh, that great at being buddies. I'm still yeah, the, the well, I'm, I'm Peter then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, buddy. Just, hey. just you and me now, Quinny. Yeah. Yep. And just, you know what? I'll I'll just I'm okay with that. Then. I thoroughly enjoy your <laughs> conversational <laughs> talents, it's, Peter. It's fucking diabolical. <laughs> you are. You guys are terrible. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. that's a bit rough calling us both diabolical. That's, that's uh, what nasty. are we doing today? Well, I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> praying. Fucking, yeah, so someone's going to say, yeah, like, Tiger's going to say, if you don't say bants again. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Tiger's. Oh. Oh. Um, yes, that's right. We are talking about uh, season two of the Amazon Prime TV. Is it Amazon Prime? Amazon. Yes, I don't know. It's, am- it's amazing. I, I, I always struggle to work out whether it's called Amazon Prime Video or just yep. Amazon Prime or Amazon Video. 
Well, it's it's tricky because there's a whole raft of of brands that fall under Amazon Prime. So yeah, that's kind of let's what say I Amazon Prime by. Video. Okay. Yeah. So let's yes. just say it's, it, it's part of the Bezos cultural narrative. Uh, <laughs> bad. I don't want to be a part of the Bezos cultural narrative, please. Because like, I'm pretty sure the cultural narrative is give me all your money. I'm richer than everyone. Ha, ha, yeah, ha, yeah. Ha. I made more money during COVID. Hey, kill me. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> please. It's, it's funny, actually. Like, knowing that this is funded by Amazon and that, you know, Amazon is making fucking squillions of dollars, um, I do find myself in this thing of going, is there an irony in them portraying a corporation like Vought as being evil? Um, I don't know. Is, is there, you know, is, a little bit of not... uh, well, well, physician first... help thyself? Perverse. First, uh, um, what are we talking about, Quinny, so that people can get... Boys, the boys, boys, the boys. Uh, yeah, so that's, there's a little bit of a flashback for anyone who knows the prodigy, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry uh, to anyone who was alive and awake in the nineties. Yeah, sure. This is this is devolving rapidly into a commercial radio sense of. Uh, <laughs> well, of, you've of got everything. the music for it, Dion. Start. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it as commercial radio, please. Do, give us the intro. Oh. With commercial radio. <laughs> no, I can't do that. That's just fucked. <laughs> I'm not going to do that stuff. Um, <laughs> Anyway. What, what are we doing? We're doing The Boys Season 2. Now, has everyone seen The Boys Season 1? Hands up if you've seen The Boys Season 1. Yes. Uh, I feel like everyone I should do that. for the listeners? Yeah, no, no, not that one. <laughs> uh, never that one, Quiddy. Well, if it's The Boys. vertical. <laughs> never the acute angle. Um, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, okay, you've all seen The Boys Season 1. How did you find The Boys Season 1? I, I put it on Amazon. You What? <laughs> What? You said, how did you find it? I just put it on. Oh, fuck, dude. Come on. You're killing me here. Yes, and Michael Peter is like, what if I signed on for tonight? Yeah, what's this is not what I want. It's a dad joke that has to be explained. It is not a good dad joke. <laughs> we should not be. See, this is what happens when we're left alone. I don't for know. One pretty Kanga gave me a round of applause. I'll take it. One, one week, we leave us to our own devices and we've just devolved into a yeah. mediocre sense of reality. I don't really... I don't know. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I, well, I personally have not read the comics, um, but I it got, a, you know, a trailer that it was coming soon on Amazon. And I was like, oh, I know that one because, you know, I think it was sort of apocryphal in amongst comic book nerds in the sense that um, the lead character was based on Simon Pegg. So everyone yeah. was like, oh, it's the comic with Simon Pegg in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and then Simon Pegg was in it. And so we all went, oh, yay. Yay, Simon Pegg's there, yay. And then everyone realised that he was too old to play Huey uh, yeah. when they eventually got around to making that. But look, okay, we did, we have done uh, The Boys podcast uh, way, way back uh, in 127. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. But Which now, is a while back, but not that far. Yeah, we gave it, we gave it 81. Um, mm. So we were pretty happy with it. So when season two was coming around, it was it was one of those things. I think with everything that was was this, with this, what what with <laughs> this, <all> this. <laughs> uh, I missed it and I completely forgot that that was coming along. And I was like, oh right, that's right, the second season of the boys where they're just going to be like doing wacky, crazy shit. Yeah, okay, why not? Um, Peter, have you read, read or were aware of the boys at all before the the series? 
I've never read the comic, you know that, Quinny, but no. I'm weirdly a, a fan of all TV and film adaptations of comic series. I don't know what that makes me, um, aside from someone who doesn't do my research properly. That makes, um, that makes, um, that makes I don't know. Cool. I'm sure that there are there are angry nerd men everywhere screaming, going, fake nerd girl, fake nerd girl. <laughs> Fuck them. Um. I'm a proper film nerd. That's what yes. I've always been. Like I'm living in my own nerddom. Comics have encroached in my into my nerd space, and so now I am enjoying the content within the nerd box that I built myself from a very young age. That's I, 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 I want to doff my cap to Predakanka, who has given the uh, the phrase of being comic curious. <laughs> sure. <That's... laughs> well done. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not. I. I um, Watched series one with no um, idea of what I was going to get. Um, I don't think I was in that that podcast, but um, um, I, I did. I watched it all. I was obviously interested enough to finish it. Um, I enjoyed it, thought it was really good quality, but I was really kind of trepidatious about watching series two because I found it a, a tough watch, what with, you know, the violence and the mm. misogynistic overtones in the what themes the of all of the characters. And all of the terrible things that they do and the fact that yes. superheroes are particularly nice. It's, it is it is dark, but it's it's mm. it's a it's a weird dark that kind of sneaks up on you because it's a superhero thing. And so you you know, you don't expect this kind of dark in your superheroes, which is, you know, the point. <laughs> I get. This was a good um, one. Like the the comic was the great uh, Garth Ennis written and uh, oh, I forgot the artist's name. That's terrible of me. Um, Steve Dillon. Yeah, I think it was Steve Dillon. Uh, who took who took the whole superhero thing and just twisted it around into a kind of not a Watchmanish, but more of a comedy Watchman style. Where what if superheroes who are gods and who don't give a fuck were amoralistic assholes run by a corporation because, you know, Coke. Uh, pick one. That's either Coca-Cola, Amatil, or Coke Brothers. I don't care. Coke. Um, or to the drug. Either or. Or drug. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, either one of them. You know, mash that as a corporate sort of thing. Um, which was really great back in the time when it came out and then it kind of was a little bit of the thing, oh, that's been a while since that came out because it was... Sorry, just just a quick bit of errata. It was actually Derek Robertson who Derek was the artist. Robertson, My thank bad. you. Yes, yes. Always better to get that right. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, when they did the adaptation, I was actually quite happy with the way that they had to manipulate it to get it onto the screen because it was a little bit unfilmable. Well, okay. Time. How much of the comics have you read? Because I, I really don't know much about it at all. Two thirds. Don't think I got all the way through to the end yet. I know there's a whole bunch of stuff because it wasn't the boys. Isn't like a a one series of comics. It's a bunch of stories with the boys in it. So sometimes it follows down different paths. Like we'll go like Wee Huey, or we'll go follow the Frenchman, or it'll follow Butcher. You know, all that mm. kind of stuff. Um, right. Yeah, but there is an overriding uh, narrative arc that's coming through, and I still I'm wondering if now that they're making their own kind of storyline separate from, like it's a bit like Walking Dead. Um, they're doing two different things. You've got the comics version and then you've got the TV version. Oh, so it's, so it's sort of hewed closer to the comics to the begin with and then has veered off? or Kind of. I mean, there's just some stuff in there which is just 
like you wouldn't want to film. And then there's other stuff which is more visually interesting, like riding a powerboat into a whale. Uh, <laughs> why would you even say that? <laughs> why? Why? It's in the it's in the trailer. Yes, <laughs> but still, why? Why yeah. would you say that? <laughs> yes, poor deep. That's what we got to say. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, so like, yeah, season season one was, as you say, Peter, a, occasionally a bit of a tough watch. Um, yeah. Like it, I found it really enjoyable, but at the same time, it was a bit like being punched in the face quite regularly. With oh Jesus, that's unpleasant. Oh wow, that's you know the darkest possible thing that person could have done. Um, and but it left on such a good cliffhanger that I was like, right, need to know what happens next. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it, it was, it was well done. It, it you know, it, it was an uncomfortable watch, but I get the distinct feeling that uh, that was the point. Mm. Um, it, you know, if something's uncomfortable, but supposed to be uncomfortable, you can't really hate on it <laughs> for, for that. Um, mm. I think the interesting thing about now is that we're all a little bit uh, run down. We might all be a little bit on edge. We mm. might all be a little bit scared of the state of the world. And I think that that's making season two a, a tougher watch for me. Uh, yeah. Not because it's worse, uh, but because I'm worse. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're all in oh, a I just want to hug you. Oh, no. This is terrible. But um, also, I'm just uncomfortable watching people, grown men drink milk. Um <laughs> Well, there's, there's that, but there's also one of those things that, that um, I think they've made an interesting choice this time around in going from it being fully bingeable to yeah. spreading it out. And I, I sort of wonder as to whether or not this is actually in result of the world being a bit fucking harder and too much nihilism in one hit may be too much for people. <laughs> too, too much nihilism is never enough, Quinny. I think that, yeah, we should we should just get it all out there. I honestly believe it's part of the COVID production wheelhouse, which is just they're just doing it as fast as they can. Like I have a sneaking suspicion that they've done the principal photography and they can't go back and do more principal photography, so they're just pushing um, pushing them out as soon as they get the post CGI stuff done and the current workload. Like I don't know, this is a guess. I don't have any insider information. Pete, what do you know? Oh, I mean, I, I know that um, I, I I don't know, I don't know anything. Um, I I would think, given that they're rolling them out every week now, that they're probably pretty close to done. <laughs> I, I would imagine that they're all in the can by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I did think that that may have been a, a bit of a concern, like that. Also, everybody's still at home. Um, and I think people are kind of latching onto things at the moment that give you a sense of time. Um, you know, sure. a, a weekly thing is a thing that you can hang your hat on and go, ah, oh, good, there's another episode of that coming out. I'm, I'm actually yeah. kind of in, that's my theory anyway. I mean, yeah, the thing it's is a good they're, theory. They're only doing mm. eight episodes. Like they did eight in the first season. They've got eight yep. for this season. I don't mind the idea of having episodic stuff. I don't particularly need to binge watch the boys. Um, 
I mean, honestly, I, I think it would be a, a bad idea. Without um, getting mm. into spoiler territory, I think it's really interesting what they're doing thematically in this season. I, I felt that the first season, the stuff that was making me uncomfortable was pulling on a very particular discomfort string of violent misogyny. Um, that that um, that that was kind of the main stuff that was quite disturbing to me. It, it feels like in this season the issues that they're pulling the strings on are much broader, um, much more global, uh, very current and mm. relevant um, to our current socio-political situation. Uh, and well, you are about to say sociopathic, and then I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> that and I was too. Like, well. <laughs> that too. Um, and I, I think it would be... in a- Germany. <laughs> I think it would be a tough binge watch this one. I'm I'm not upset to not to have had the next episode to watch straight away after at five, uh, mm. even though I am interested enough in in the direction to to want to keep going. I mm. don't want to eat it all at once. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's an interesting uh, aside, which isn't necessarily focused just on the boys. I have been back to back like putting watching this in conjunction with another television series which I know Peter has watched, uh Ted Lasso. And it is surprisingly amazing how much they're an antidote for each other. It's okay. such a bubble bath, Ted Lasso. Yes. I mean that is, is kind of we like need to be I'm looking, looking at Ted Lasso Friday um, to I, like I, I don't know if it really fits the, the whole periodic table of awesome kind of Thing. I just think it's awesome because it makes you feel good. Like then that have, to me sounds like periodic table of awesome. Well then good. Like maybe at the end of the season of Ted Lasso we can all come back and it's it's literally it literally ticks all the boxes that shouldn't interest me. Hmm. It's football. See, it's Americans in a fish out of water in England. Yeah. It's, See, Rob makes a point and I, I very much agree. Um, I, I think I've said it before about other shows that um, when it's episodic, it also increases the amount of time that um, people talk about it. It increases the amount of eyes watching over a longer period of time. And to put it in a really mercenary sense, it increases the amount of time you can advertise. Um, and so we had, what, three episodes to begin with and then a, a, a fourth separately and a fifth separately. Yep. So over the, it's going to end up being six weeks of, of people talking about it. Yeah, Yeah, it also increases the amount of time you log into that particular streaming service and then maybe kind of finish it up and stay on that streaming service to find your next thing because the market is quite fragmented now in that area. Yeah. It stops you from getting those emails from people going, hey, we've put a new show on that you might be interested in. Why don't you come back to us and watch what I'm watching? Come on, please. (laughs) And it it does make a lot of sense. If you're hanging on for six weeks or whatever it ends up being – that means you've got six weeks of going, well, what else can I watch on there? Um, and browsing the rest of their their library and stuff like that. So uh, to be honest, I'm, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we saw a lot more of that kind of thing. And, I mean, we are. We, they look at um, Raised by Wolves, which uh, was like three episodes to begin with and then a fourth and a fifth and then going? a sixth and a seventh. Is Sorry? That, is that still going? Yeah, yeah, six. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought you said it wasn't going to be another C for you. <laughs> no, well, they've just got a season two, so I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, can I ask you a quick thing then um, yes. before, because we're running off on a ten- on tangents that, that really they have nothing to do with the boys' season two. 
Um, well, but I think everything we're going to talk about sure. with Boys Season 2 is going to be very heavily in the spoiler section. Sure, absolutely. What What are the things... Okay, so like in the end of the first season, now all of the, the team of the boys, uh, um, uh, fugitives wanted by everyone, uh, and their superheroes seem to have kind of won by running them underground, and they didn't succeed in like uh, opening up, like letting everyone know what was it, what's the thing when you... Um, bring it out into the open. Exposing, exposing them. That's the word that I was grasping heavily for. Um, whistleblowing. The whistleblowing. Where I was yes. trying to go. <laughs> um, uh, now that we're now that we're here, what do we think of the second season as it's going so far? Do you enjoy the way that it's following certain characters? Do you enjoy the change from some characters? And do you like some of the new characters? I I like um, Aya Cash uh, as Stormfront. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I I really enjoy. I, I love her from You're the Worst, which is a, a terrific dark comedy series. If if you haven't watched it, um, weirdly she's <laughs> playing it fairly similar to her character in in You're the Worst. Um, oh but she's got um, there's a real energy that she's bringing to that character and uh, that's kind of turning out to be you know a fairly complex and interesting character without going into any spoiler territory on it um she's probably my favorite new thing just because i'm enjoying the performance it's an interesting Mm. change from the comics to see stormfront as the lady because stormfront is the man in the in the comics uh just so you know just a little bit of I actually think that's a really good call. There are enough creepy dudes in this show. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. True. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, we we don't need another bad dude. Yeah, same same, um, mum. And I think, yeah, exploring a character like hers is fascinating. Um, I think I'm glad that they've expanded the look into uh, Maeve a bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I felt like she got a bit uh, hard done by in the first season. Yeah, in this way it just seems to have, I feel like a lot of it has changed uh, focus. Like I think the the real follow-through for the first season was Huey and what's going on there. But this one it seems like he's standing back a fair bit from mm. this whole sort of thing and it's focusing more on the other characters around Huey, um, which is an interesting turn, I think. Um, I think everyone's equally freaked out because you just don't know what the fuck people are going to do. Which is mm. kind of good for a series, but also you're just waiting for. I'm waiting for something really big to happen, right? Which would be kind of one of those big, weird, bad things. But so the far, the, the, I, the the whale wasn't big and weird and bad enough for you. Not really. I actually thought the the whale, which will we'll go on, was was not as emotionally complex as the dolphin from season. <laughs> <one. laughs> Come on, the dolphin in season one was great. The way yeah. in this one is, eh, but I do love the Church of Scientology um, sort of retake, like that they've gone on. Which is what's it called again? The, the well, church, there was uh, Church the of the Col- Collective. Collective, it's that's the it. Church of but the then Collective. there was also the what was the is it Guiding Light, um, which is the terrorist group that um, is in charge of. Well, are they a terrorist group? Are they a yeah. Uh, something else. Yes, does it matter? You know, it doesn't matter like where you're coming from. Your one country's terrorists is another country's superheroes. Yeah, and freedom fighter and whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah, like it's interesting. I think I like the idea that they've gone down those tangents. I like seeing uh, the female's uh, brother, the male. Oh, um, a little yeah. Bit coming through there. I, I like that they're pushing a bit back on the Billy Butcher as a nice person kind of thing. <laughs> Is um, he though? Well, you know, like we all want to see. We See, this is the thing. We were introduced to these characters and then they're not doing the things that we want them to do because it's all potentiality. I thought the first season it's all fucking potentiality. But um, uh, you've got the characters now where I'm waiting for them to do some cool shit. Like I always feel like, you know, Homelander, I'm waiting for him to do something even nastier because even what we're seeing is... He's not that Billy Butcher. I'm waiting for him to do something cool because he hasn't done anything cool yet. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the characters, I'm all just kind of like, any development there? Nope. Okay, moving on. I mean, did Some you enjoy ones. Pat Oswalt's uh, turn <laughs> as yes. Gills? I, I found that so strange. As who? As the Gills. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just ayahuasca. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's Is it though? No? That's, that's just that's just what you do when you're 17 and you don't can't afford other drugs. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I I did enjoy those things. I I just didn't necessarily uh, enjoy some of the other characters out there. Although they're all kind of they, how, how many? Okay, who who did you not enjoy uh, from season two? Hmm. Uh, I thought A Train's arc is kind of a little bit over now. <laughs> Are you trying to get rid of him? Um, probably. Uh, it would have been better if I didn't need to know, like, that sort of stuff. Um, to be honest, I actually thought he basically died in the first season. I thought his yeah. arc was done. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was surprising to see him again. Like, I yeah. think, like, Mother's Milk and Huey are kind of sitting off to the side, not really doing much this season at all. And I, mm. I, I wonder if there might be something more interesting coming for A-Train. Sure. Um, I hope so. And then, you know, look, everyone else is everyone else is doing a fine job, but I think it is kind of oh, like this season is overbearingly more focused on Homelander and Stormfront and that kind of manipulation and the Vought head. But I do miss the uh, the old handler. Um, oh, um, well, she's sort of around. Stillwell. Yeah, well, that was great. Like, I mean, I like that one. Yeah, but I mean, when Stillwell was killed uh, at the end of the first season, because we've mm. done that and that's not technically a spoiler for the second season. Um, but yeah, like uh, when Stillwell was killed, I thought, well, there goes a, an interesting dynamic because she was kind of the one keeping Homelander in charge. Or, or in or check. In check. But now it's, yeah, and they haven't really done that. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm just not getting the same vibe. And every time they try and do something, hey, it's real edgy we're doing this week, I'm like, is it though? It's creepy. Are they, are they trying to do too much, too many characters, too many issues that, we're, that they're, you know, bringing into it? Maybe, because, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think we've, like, there are major character players who have been kind of sidelined um, I feel like, as you say, Huey has really kind of been pushed into the back, as has um, Starlight uh, to a degree. Though, yeah. in, a, in a way, maybe she's actually been bumped up. Um, like her plot lines are a lot more kind of central to what's happening in the show. And she's adapted to the life now in the second season. She's just there. Yeah, yeah. 
But I I think, yeah, the addition of Stormfront really kind of changes dynamics. And I still love any scene that Homeland is in because I don't know when he's going to fucking kill someone. And I find him incredibly uncomfortable energy in any sequence that he's in, which I totally give props to the actor on that because he's good. <sighs> he's not pleasant. No. But he's good, and I hope that he's not like that. Um, <laughs> Anthony Starr, I hope you're not like that. <laughs> did, you, did you ever? What was that TV show that he was in, um, which was all about the Amish mob? Uh, oh yeah, um, yeah, yep. Yeah, I know yes. the one you mean. Yes, I forgot. Um, about and that. Rob points out the French. He's sort of been sidelined. Yeah, I mean, he's always there for a bit. Oh, Banshee, thank you, thank you, Rob. Yes. Uh, Banshee, that was again one of the most hard-boiled uh, writer wanking that I've ever seen come across <laughs> on a TV show. Of course everyone falls in love with him because the writer's like, and then she takes off her dress. <laughs> anyway, enough of Banshee. Yeah. Banshee's insane. Okay. What do we think of Carl Urban? Do we like Carl Urban? Sure. I can't do the <laughs> accent. I'm not going to sully myself by trying a fucking weird British accent, but more of the same. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Is it, is is. a consistent performance. Yes. <laughs> I'm not feeling like there's a huge amount of growth. Um. Yeah. He's, pre- he's present in this one. I think mm. it's, it's the same sort of thing. He's not given too much to work with. Yeah. Yeah. You know the character who I really feel like is, is, is making leaps and bounds forwards? Who? Black Noir. <laughs> kind of enjoying the little bit of character development we're getting there. Just it's it's minuscule. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like if they it's minuscule, follow... but to be honest, with that kind of character, you don't need a lot. You don't need to give a lot no, for no. it to be significant when you give something. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you're like, kind of oh, the, oh. The joy of Black Noir <laughs> is that he's weird, like super fucking weird, and. Like, I mean, I just hope that they go down the same road as the comics. Finally, when you get to see what's under the hood with that, that will be great. Mm. If they do. I, there's a part of me that hopes that they don't just so that it, you get a nice surprise as well as the rest of us. Yeah, true. Like, I mean, you know, he's hoping, but I just got to kind of go, it's, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense to me when I read it in the comic. It was like, fuck, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> but, hey, we don't know. That's yeah. a spoiler and I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, to do that too, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Oh, is there anything you didn't like about the show? Is what is it? Is it boring you? You just don't like the episodic content? Too much Nazism? So violent, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know I'm being a baby, and like no. it's the point, and you know, it's it's part of the source material, and it's part of what it is. But my God, it is not necessary. <laughs> And I am not a fan. I'm, I'm just like I have to look away. I'm, I'm a baby. Um, I'm not a fan of of creatively horrendous, unnecessary violence. Um, and it's very well done. <laughs> yeah, very well done. Yeah. There are many times when I look at it and just go, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Okay, that's unnecessarily realistic and violent. And sure. Yeah, you know, um, but then there are other parts where I kind of went, that's fucking hilarious. You know, yeah. they the, the whale, for example. I mean, 
I, I laughed. I was horrified, but I couldn't help but laugh. But then there are other things that are just, you know, very fast moments where you're like, oh, God, that was that was somebody's head being literally torn in half. And you're like, oh, that's that's too much. So I, I get where you're coming from, Pete. I really do. <laughs> but it is a little, it, it seems to be like a little bit of the old one-upmanship on, you know, oh, what did we do last time? How do we make this even crazier? How can we make it even more shocking? And... I think that they're losing a little bit of the the point there with some of the most shocking stuff is the stuff where stuff doesn't happen. You know, mm. like that, uh, the interesting character note with Black Noir in one episode with the, the, the kid and the bunny. It's just like, that's interesting. <laughs> like after mm. what he did, it's like, that is interesting. That's the great kind of menace. But yeah, just, I don't need to see more stuff blow up that way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who knows? Yeah. And Tiggs is making a good point that the like the violence is meant to be so over the top as to be absurd, a la Mortal Kombat. But the thing with Mortal Kombat and everything is that the blood is super red. And, you know, the 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 viscera is super kind of it's like all of those Japanese uh, um, samurai movies where you'll, you'll cut somebody and there'll be a ridiculous arterial spray, yes, which counting. makes it so cartoony that it can't be realistic. This is black gore. This is, you know, very, to me, very realistic um, mm. violence. And I, I do occasionally struggle with it. That's the line I, I draw that, that I can't handle. I mean, I can... I can watch a zombie film, um, you know, particularly an old zombie film where there are some great special effects with blood spurting and limbs chopping and, and violence. It's, it's the realism that gets me and it's one of the reasons that, you know, I don't love medieval battle scenes or anything like that. I'm just, I don't know. It's not, I mean, I'm, I watch it if I have to. It's just I, I just, you know, don't enjoy it. Yeah, I, like there's there's a, a movie, um, Irreversible, uh, Gaspar Noe. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. You, I see you've met Gaspar. Uh, um, there's a sequence in that where somebody gets their head bashed in with a, a um, fire extinguisher and it's one of the most revolting, disgusting pieces of cinema I've ever watched. And every now and then it, it, I get moments of, of that st- stomach churning kind of thing in here because it's just like, Oh, that is that is way too accurately um, believable. Like, you know, at one point somebody's head exploded, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." You know, because it was just a head exploded. Whereas there was somebody who, you know, had their head ripped off or something, and I was like, "Oh no, shit!" Because there was a difference in believability, you know. And so maybe a, sound effects. There's a lot of that. So, you know, trigger warning if you're not into it. Um, and, and you know, trigger warning if you're feeling a little bit delicate about the state of the world, um, you know, and, and you're just looking for something light and fluffy, maybe give Ted Lasso a go. Um. Yeah. So well, speaking of, you know, well, I was going to say, spe- speaking of trigger warnings and, and the state of the world at the moment, I do believe that uh, Quinny has a, a clip that he wants us to play um, about some of that sort of thing. I, I do, though. I, I, I'm going to say, do we want to rate this before we go to sure. the spoiler? Because after this clip, we'll come back, we'll talk about this in full spoilery detail. So if you're, you know, wanting to be completely clean. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Do you, do you want me to start? I would like. I would like for you right. to do that. I'm going to give it four. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Out of 100. It was terrible. I hated season two. It was, no, it was gigantic. It was bad. It did nothing. No. Um, uh, I Look, this one, I'm not actually enjoying season two as much as okay. I enjoyed season one, which is a bit of a shame. I think it's got a better message, strangely. Like, I think there's, it's got more to say, like, uh, in season two. And it is a lot creepier in my mind. But I think that there is a, a, a little disconnect between um, what the boys in the comics, and I thought at least a little bit in season one, has, has done, which is about amoralistic assholes getting their comeuppance. Which... And it's fair to say it's only five episodes into the season two. They could have a, a whole thing happening. There the hasn't been a lot of comeuppance, has no, there? No, and that's the whole the whole point of the boys is that they are the group of people who get called when a superhero steps out of line. You know, the boys are the ones who come around and give you a touch-up when you've been doing naughty things. And in <laughs> this one, it just doesn't seem that anything like that is ha- happening at all. There is, they're certainly not keeping anyone in check. Yeah, it just makes me feel a little bit like, oh, okay, um, fair enough. So I'm going to go probably like a 70. Right. Yeah. A little bit, a, bit of, a little down on, on season one. Yeah. And that's my two cents worth. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, 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 I'm probably... Yeah, um, right, probably an eighty-three. Um, okay. I look. I still think it's very, very high quality, and it's very well done. And there are some great performances in there. And um, like I said, you know, it is. I think it's interesting that they're reaching out to some issues, um, and and maybe dealing with them in an interesting way. I am only at episode five so i maybe i'll hate the way that they end up dealing with them um but um despite feeling the discomfort of watching it and you know being a little bit off at the moment and wanting to watch stuff that's a little bit more light i am still interested in seeing where they're taking what they've done you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna I'm not going to drop it yet. Okay. All right. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind I'm of dropping it. <laughs> What's that? I'm not dropping it yet, Pete. Jeez. Just because I gave it 70 doesn't mean I won't watch out the end of the season. Back. Well, I don't know. There, are, this, this is something that I do find interesting is sometimes we do have that thing where we're like, will you finish the rest of the season? And, you know, with C, no. Nah. Um, with, with, with what? Sorry? <laughs> raised by wolves, probably. Um, with this, yeah, I reckon so. Um, as long as I keep making Ted Lasso, I can keep watching The Boys season two. <laughs> so you need it to balance <laughs> each other out, do you? Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go 80. I'm actually going to stick with 85 from last time because I feel like it's still very much the same show. It's it's, And there are moments that I find incredibly tense and really um, enjoyable to watch. Like the, the sequence that we're about to watch, I actually really dug because... I, I was like, okay, this is happening now. This is a very modern look yeah. at the idea of superheroes and the idea of managing your media and celebrity and stuff like that. 
and I like that this is a show that's that's using these fictional characters that are bigger than life to call attention to how our politics are being, you know, yeah. uh, manipulated, manipulated yeah. and things like that. I, I've had a, a multiple conversations in the last day over uh, Watchmen and um, like the, a trailer. Sorry, this is this is a little bit of a ramble thing, but I will I will get to it. Um, the trailer for WandaVision came out um, and uh, Watchmen's won a bunch of Emmys and there, I think we've hit that point now with superhero stuff where it is able to be a genre that you can fuck with and we've, we're getting Doom Patrol, we're getting Umbrella Academy, we're getting The Boys and we're getting people reacting to comic book and superhero stuff as opposed to just presenting it as it was. Yeah. Um, it's it's no longer just we're going to put what was in the comic book on the screen. Now we're going, okay, this needs to actually reflect back on us in a new and interesting way. And I think that's fascinating because we've hit the point where comics were in the 80s. Yeah. And that's like, you know, comic, comics were of their time. They wrote and did stories about stuff that was actually going on and to have that translate into television shows that will talk about the stuff that's actually going on is, is great. Yeah, like Watchmen was written in the 80s. It was about the rise of neoliberalism. It was about Thatcherism and Reaganism. It was about, you know, the Cold War and all that kind of shit. And then you have a TV series of Watchmen now, which is about racism and is about the collapse of American society. It's about all these things. And I think these shows, this is the same sort of thing. It's saying, let's look at how you're being manipulated. Let's look at... um, you know, what celebrity actually means. Let's look at violence and how it actually works. And I think maybe because they're actually exploring all of that, this is why our focus is perhaps moving away from some of those characters because the writers are now going, actually, we, we want to talk about some shit. Sure. Well, you know, That's hey, my theory anyway. Fair enough. Good. I'm just going to pop down off my soapbox now. No, no, no. Stay and up there. We... Like, that's what we're going to do. But I mean, this one, this is just an interesting conversation between Stormfront and Homelander. And the problem with Stormfront is, is she's come in. She's like a tech disruptor. She's a meme lord. She's just, you know, getting in there, talking the real, you know, the realness with the the audience that's out there. Someone who's always tapping on her phone, like uh, Negasonic Teenage War. Teenage Warhead, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, versus Homelander is just like I'm the best, and I why don't people because you're not because he's not good at manipulation, and she's better at manipulation than he is. Anyway, that's yeah. Fine. Okay, look, we'll we'll go to the clip, uh, and hopefully, fingers crossed, it's all going to work fine. So yes, please touch wood, um, and then we'll come back and do some spoilers where we can then stop beating around bushes. Bye. Okay. Okay. Calm down. I clearly pushed you a little far. I'm sorry. Look, I'm... I'm just trying to help. Really? How? By taking what's mine? Let me tell you something, right? No sound. I built this team from the ground up, and there is no fucking way that 
anyone is going to take it away from me. You spent $273 million on that Saving America bullshit, and I am running circles around you with five guys on laptops churning out memes. I practically pay them with Arby's gift cards. You can't win the whole country anymore. No one can. So why are you even trying? You don't need 50 million people to love you. You need 5 million people fucking pissed. Emotion sells. Anger sells. You have fans. I have soldiers. Look. I know that you probably won't believe this. I think that you are the best of us. I think that you are everything we should be. You just need a little help connecting with your audience. You know, change with the times. God knows I did. I don't need help connecting with my audience. Thank you. Okay, well just know I'm always here. Door is always open for anything. So yeah. Um it's uh it's it's an uncomfortable scene. Yeah, I mean Okay, wait. I got to wait. Spoiler town. Fuck. Okay, like, full on. spoiler. I've got to go full spoiler. Later. Yeah, yeah. I got to put. I, I can see want one. to there know. I like that Peter's like mm, must must oh, do yeah. must well, have spoilers. I mean, there are there are there are particular kind of reveals in the plot that are kind of fairly satisfying plot twists and character developments. I think it would be a mm. shame to have them spoiled if you wanna. Absolutely. Uh, well, I just like. Fuck. I mean, come on. With the stuff? No. Like everything that's happened. <laughs> I didn't what know where are to start. you saying? I didn't know where to start. Which one's the Use weirdest? Use your words. Which one's Use your weird, words. Which is the weirdest piece of shit that's happened during the whole thing that's come up this season so far? What's what's your top number one? That's fucked. Um, I think for, for me it's Stormfront as a whole. Um, the fact that she's a Nazi? The fact that well, she was one of the first. Has that been officially established? Yes, she was one of the first ones when they. You know, did you see that they explained that? Is that the reason that the compound V? Where does it come from? It comes from Nazi science programs in World War Two that they captured and they brought it over and they continued the program. And she was one of the first ones, and so she's quite literally been raised in a. Yes, and also say I say yes, uh, Rob. Homelander's obsession with breast milk is weird and creepy, but slightly funny. What's worse, I think, is Homelander forcing a shape changer to turn into himself <laughs> in that oh. weird way just before death. Because for a moment there, you're like, he's gonna fuck himself. <laughs> I, I honestly really wasn't sure where that scene was going, and I. To be honest, wasn't sure I wanted to know where that scene no, was going. No, that's what I said. No one wanted to know whether or not he would. Like, I like that. That's the way that they ended it. It's just like, what the fuck? I mean, it's, yeah, uh, it was already weird with the, the eatable shit, but like, the the rest of it was like, oh, that's 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 just fucking strange. Yeah, yeah. The the eatable stuff really is 
super uncomfortable. Like all of the stuff with uh, Elizabeth Shue being back again, I was like, oh, oh, okay, right. And and then for her to also be back again and um, so sexualized, mm. yeah, awkward, mm. weird, very strange. What about you, Pete? You seem- I don't, that that kind of brings back what made me so uncomfortable about series one, um, which was just it just seemed like the entire series to me was about horrible things happening to women um, being mm. done by sociopathic men, um, which, like I said, it, it just pulls a particular thread of, um, of you know, discomfort for me. Um, but then you have, I think, you know, this series, there is still a bit of that, but they're pulling on capitalism, nationalism, racism, you know, um, social media and the mobs that it creates, like they're, they're, they're pulling so many strings now um, about, you know, what's kind of going on in the world that that, that scene was one of them. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, oh, well, this is an ice break from everything else that they've got going on. <laughs> and mm. like, oh, we're, we're just sure. back to the, like, horrendous misogyny of season one. That's like... <laughs> yeah, give me some of that... that how refreshing. Old... Yeah, I'll take some, some garden variety misogyny, thanks. Horrendous right. misogyny. Excellent. So, yeah. what, what is, so apart from the horrendous misogyny, was there anything of season two so far that you're just like, I can't believe they went that way? Or is it just more like, I actually believe that that corporation exists in real life and they're doing this? I mean, <laughs> it is interesting that that an Amazon Prime commissioned show is doing this. As <laughs> Quinny the mentioned. irony is yes. heavy. I think- Although it's, it's, it's less about the 1%, you know, profiting off the backs of the everyone else and, and more about the power of corporations to manipulate yes. um, national national politics I, for their own profit. I do believe yeah. that um, Alanis Morissette is currently writing the soundtrack for season three of The Boys. Uh, <laughs> don't you think? Yes. Um, and, and also the power of, of corporations and individuals to use the tools that are available to us at the moment to manipulate the populace and, and draw out the worst in us. I yeah. think, I uh, like kind of what Stormfront's whole deal is, by the looks of it. Yeah, I find that fascinating. That that she is initially shown as being essentially progressive and um, fuck the man, and uh, you know, capable of uh, being a person who speaks truth to power and all that kind of stuff, but then. When you cut right through to the heart of it, she is a Nazi, racist, um, awful, awful person who is manipulating. In the fifth episode, I do want to point out that when she's challenged about being like a white supremacist, she says, oh, I'm not a white supremacist. I like, I'm just not worried about anyone who isn't a superhero. Like she's more of a genetic supremacist, but that's the the sort of. I I missed that bit. I yeah. don't remember that conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's no, not like us. Us being the superheroes is so. It's in, oh, I'm when not, she was talking to A Train. Yeah, 
Oh, I still thought that she was. Oh, I, yeah, I still I, thought I she was talking about race. Sure, that was absolutely. that would to, like you know the what was it? The, I, I thought she was saying to race train to a train like us, not like yeah. you. Yeah, like, oh, I, yeah. I, I totally I read that, read as, that being, as a race thing. Sure. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't want. I'm not here to defend Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Could move. No. I think that's a, no, a no. generally a good way to live your life. Yeah. Not, but not, it is that that it was such an interesting way, and that's why I was like, you know, I, I would hate to have that spoiled for someone because she kind of does come in as this progressive character that you're kind of hoping that maybe Starlight kind of teams up on, with her yeah. to, to grow some balls and and do some good, um, and then you know you realise that that is the um, vehicle mm. for the manipulation, which is. A lot. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello and welcome to... Maybe something. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't <laughs> we'll know. We'll give it a go. I have absolutely no idea. At no point during that entire this entire thing has uh, any of this Zoom call dropped out. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> That's um, been the amazing thing. It's like, I don't know anymore. Nowadays, I just laugh. I used to panic <laughs> on these things. Like, no, stop going wrong and now i'm just like fuck it whatever what else you got <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah bring, it. bring oh, well, it well actually at the moment there was a nuclear armageddon but the stream stayed consistent so that's fine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly oh, okay. yes we're back yes it is batshit crazy i cannot believe the zoom call stayed it was fine and yeah, yeah. The, the, the stream is just like not nah, there's nothing going out here that's <laughs> bullshit yes. i'm like but i'm talking to people on the internet we don't believe in letting your content be heard by the world no there's no gremlins <clears throat> Damn gremlins. Anyway, so let's get this one done were real we? quick. Where I don't were know. we? Let's, let's just scroll let's, back in the chat and see where what we got to. Nazis. Uh, I think we said things. Nazi one time to everyone. Uh, Rob, I'm going to give ultimate fucking doff of the cap for buffering the conversation slayer. Yes, absolutely. Possibly the greatest thing I've ever read. That Watch gave it. us giggles. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yes, that's, that's... Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we talked about Stormfront um, and, and her manipulation of the media. Um, that's what we were talking about. The thing I like about that is then looking at how Homelander is just clueless about that. Yeah, well, just because he's been surrounded by that. So, like, I like how they portray Homelander at the moment. He's supposed to be the greatest person on the planet, and he's just an egomaniac who has fucking a lot of mental health problems. Mm. Um, but when it comes to actually understanding like society they just he's just fucking useless and just wants to kill everyone which i like it's like kill everyone he's, just, he's been raised to believe that he deserves to be loved mm. and yes and so adored. that is what he believes why yeah. would he have to work for love and he and and i, oh, I love that he he is raised to believe that he is perfect and a god and therefore it all will come to him um and therefore he can't ever be wrong yeah and how did we like the um, the the superhero raising? The, the sorry, the superhero raising, like his child. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that which is a whole thing that was there. It's like, oh, I'm going to be around all the time because yeah, I want to raise a, a child. Creepy, creepy, horrendous storyline. Um, yeah. I I think it's like the height of um, uh, abuse. Um, and you know, a, an abusive mm. uh, relationship, <laughs> yeah, um, playing out, uh, but with the power discrepancy magnitudes 
of order bigger than a normal abusive relationship. I find else, it very disturbing. Is anyone else yeah. getting like uh, the amazing subtle uh, creepiness that I'm getting throughout this season as well, which is like, you know what's creepy? Yeah, that interaction between Homelander and his genetic son. Um, but also when you finally realize that there is an entire town surrounded by a 60-foot concrete wall that is just built to raise this child and keep that child calm uh, that's in the middle of nowhere and it's at a high fucking care facility. Yeah, like which is that's bizarre. Even, that's even more crazy and insane when you realize that that kid is lonely as fuck because all he has is his mother and his teachers, which are, it's like Truman Show shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's all in the, the, the service of trying to make not another Homelander. Because yeah, um, they know they fucked up on that one. Yeah, they're like, okay. And it's funny because it reminds me thematically an awful lot of, um, uh, God, um, Good Omens. Um, yeah, yeah, right. In that you've got a kid who has all of the power of the, the universe and basically just makes himself a nice little town. But this is the other way around. Yeah. They make a nice little town to try and make a nice kid. Yeah, they're um, trying to raise him correct like in that sort of sense but, but then homelander comes in and is like no come on yeah, yeah come on no you're a god you can do whatever the fuck you want like you know yeah i'm gonna throw you off the fucking roof and you're like oh jesus christ yeah, yeah, yeah. like an evil truman show yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean that sort of creeping dread is i think what it's really gotten a successful um uh in, in season two like i like all of the weird creepy shit Mm. Um, not the whole things that it's playing out there for, for evil. It's funny, like uh, Tiges is saying, Homelander is a scary study and giving an obsessive stalker superpowers. And I mean, that's essentially what we got with Superman Returns. Yes, I was about um, to say, no, no, that was <laughs> not the first time that this has happened. But but it is taking that that idea and expanding it further. It also reminds me, like, I could imagine um, it being the extension of Brightburn. Um, yeah, you know, a, a kid that is essentially Superman, but with uh, you know, something goes wrong. And well, if it was, yeah, I mean, I like the, the bright band is what if the Kryptonians weren't nice <laughs> and they sent yeah. someone to like Superman to the planet to kill everyone? Yeah, yeah. Well, you could see like you know, the Brightburn kid and um, Homelander facing off against Superman. Because Superman would do that because mm. he's not nice. No, well, okay. Fine. Yeah. No, I, I've, I find it fascinating. And what you were saying, Peter, the, the way that it's using the, not tropes, but the... Um, dynamic? The, the, yeah, well, the, yeah, the dynamic of, of an abusive relationship and the same levels of fear and the same ways that, that um, Re Rebecca Becca is, is trying to maintain some level of normality um even though she could be killed at any second um it's, that sounds like oh it's because he's a superhero but no in an abusive relationship yeah yeah and can and be I, the dynamic mm, yeah and this this sort of walking on eggshells because you never know when the other person's going to snap but at the same time you're watching you ch the child get 
broken down or twisted or whatever and like the little thing where the you know mondays is uh speaking um spanish and yeah. the moment that he's like well fuck that shit you're like oh god okay yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like oh no you don't understand how to raise someone because you don't have that context yeah yeah like I mean, it's i mean it's interesting i i like the, the smart stuff that I think that comes out in the boys season two is the stuff about uh, how they are explaining manipulation at different levels. And it's not just Vought's manipulation of their superheroes. It's also uh, how vulnerable, vulnerable people can be manipulated by any organization or any, any group. And they show different ver- versions of that throughout season two, even Huey or even Butcher. Like how he's manipulated, how close he came to sort of giving up and all those kinds of things. It's like how how it's or like how Huey manipulates Starlight. Still, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, you wouldn't lie to me. He's like no, and <laughs> I I struggle with that sometimes because I want there to be something good in there. You know, true. true. There Doesn't are times when I'd really them. like for the the Huey Starlight thing to actually be a little more healthy. I think Frenchie is good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we don't get to have as many friends like he does by doing good things. But I think that his um, um, attempts to connect with um, Kimiko. What's her name? The Kimiko. Female. Uh, I mean, that kind of, to me, reads as a, a genuine flash of humanity um, in mm. in a show where there isn't much of that to find. True. I, like, I still think Mother's Milk has a fair bit of uh, humanity in there that could be explored. They didn't really go. Uh, I think you're right in saying that uh, they're kind of they're showing all those sorts of situations and then how manipulative people are i forgot how manipulative huey is throughout the whole of season two especially to starlight like even when they went on that kind of cross-country road trip and it was all like nice and loving and and kind of a nice break from the superhero craziness as soon as something bad happens and she wants to go and help people they're just like no you can't you can't do that like if you do that it's wrong and well, and and that's a very that's a that's a really unpleasant sequence too because like i was going He's right. Yeah. You know, if you if you go and help them, suddenly the jig's up. Yeah. Everything that you've worked to try and, you know, uncover or whatever is completely fucked because now you're in the wrong place. Um, but at the same time, he's also, you know, just slept with her again and you're like, oh, dude. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's messy. And I like that it's messy because it's smart. Well, okay, cool. Um, the, the other one uh, that we haven't really spoken a lot about is, is Queen Maeve and her <sighs> girlfriend. That's creepy um, too. It is It is creepy, but again, I, I do like the way that they have built on that a little bit from episode one from mm. that yeah. very manipulative relationship between Queen Maeve and um, Homelander yeah. um, to expanding on why... Uh, she was kind of so deep in that manipulation to then expanding on then her 
and her partner being further, further manipulated by the publicity team and Homelander. It's like they just, yeah. you know, there is no escaping or breaking any of these cycles of manipulation once you're in them by the looks of it. Yeah. 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 It was also and creepy because I, I just felt so sorry for Queen, like Queen Maeve just realises that she just cannot have anything for herself. Um, mm. And that it, it you have to play a part in it. And that's the scariest thing is like, even if you're trying to get out of it or trying to hold something away, the level of manipulation that can be held is so deep and nefarious that no one feels safe. Much like society. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's, it's a fun podcast. We have fun. Well, <laughs> that's what the series does to you. It kind of makes you go, Ugh. Sure. I will say, though, I do agree, uh, Rob, that um, the soundtrack is pretty good in season two. I'm liking the music. The music mm. is fun. I mean, I miss the Spice Girls. They can bring <laughs> that back. That'd be fine. But, you know, I'm I'm happy with uh, with the way they're doing it. I always forget to mention sometimes when I'm, like, watching a TV show, I'm like, oh, yay. And then you're like, oh, I forgot the music. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I... <laughs> There are a couple of moments where they're, they're clearly kind of going, okay, we music is more important to Huey than um, perhaps it, I remember it being last season. Yeah. Um, like this whole Billy Joel thing that <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of like, okay, cool. That was his whole character development in season two so far is that uh, he likes Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and so Simon does Starlight. Pegg? So it's I good. See his dad. Back. I want to see Huey's dad back. I want Simon Pegg to come back and be like, hello, Huey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm back here. Remember me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean it because, you know, the comic book and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Also, that's a good one too that I didn't know that Huey and MM don't have, uh, they have an inexhaustible supply of band t shirts. And I was like, great. I'll have to look at that again and try and figure out which ones I can see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it is so bleak a lot of the time where, you know, characters are just manipulation within manipulation within manipulation. And any time you think, oh, there's a moment where something nice might happen, like, yes. I was kind of rooting for, for Maeve to, to perhaps find some kind of good relationship. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, no. You just, <laughs> you just want, you just want, so this is what I said, comeuppance. Where's the fucking comeuppance? Unless they really bring it home for the last few episodes, which I don't think that they're really going to do. Like it doesn't seem to, um, it doesn't seem to look like it's going in that direction. It's like they're setting up for another season three mm. thing where all the superheroes are in charge, except the superheroes are already in charge. <laughs> Like that's the kind of thing. It's like, oh no, the evil guys will right become in charge. It's like they're already in charge, guys. Like that's the point. We mm. need to have this little bit of hope that there's someone out there or some group, i.e., the boys, who are coming along to just you know do some kneecapping. Um, yeah. <laughs> like uh, what you're hearing is it's all gone a bit grim dark. No, it was always grim dark, but <laughs> it was always very grim dark. But, but that's why we're the yeah we're giving the, up as on you say, D, the, the the point was that there was comeuppance, like they were yep. there to spank the the motherfucker. What was it? Yeah, spank the cunts. Go, yeah, go give you a bollocking. Yeah, yeah. that's what you want. You wanted to be there, and it was you know 
that's part of the thing too is butcher isn't necessarily the nicest person in the comics and you get all of that but um that's a nice character reveal like what you want to see butcher doing is going around with baseball bats taking out a few superheroes who are getting a bit too big for their boots and putting them in traction so they have to lie in a hospital for six months and then heal up and then they run into them mm. again and they're like hello mr butcher yes nice to see you i'll just go on my way now please yeah that's certainly not where we're at yeah and that's the kind of annoyance yeah and i mean i kind of had a vague feeling we may have got a bit of that with um black noir Uh, like uh there's a there's a part in i think it's episode five where black noir is is attacking them in the the house and i was like i would like to have seen that kind of play out that maybe he actually does get the shit kicked out of it or something like that to prove that there is some kind of competence on behalf of the team yeah but yeah you know (laughs) i mean hey all spoilers aside uh you know i'm i'm only slightly disappointed slightly not very but just slightly disappointed that they didn't follow the same track as the comics in that regard whereas in the comics they t- the boys take compound V as well, like, oh. but they they do it willingly. Like they they take the co- which allows them to be the police force of the superheroes. You know, they don't. They all just get you know they get a distilled version which just gives them like super strength and invulnerability so that they can actually go toe to toe with some of the the, the superheroes. Which maybe is what I say. This is what they're heading towards. Yeah, like, which is, does it feel maybe kind of prequely? Like this is how we get no, there. No, no. I think that there was because this sounds a, like a very different concept to what we're watching. Yeah, that's what I said. Mm. There is a there's a split between the comic version and the the TV version, and that's just how it's going now. And while I'm enjoying it, there is a certain, as I said, there's a certain fucking uh, amazing bits in the comics where yeah they literally just turn up with baseball bats and you're like then some superheroes are like what are you going to do with those and then they proceed to beat the shit out of the superheroes with baseball bats like superheroes understand that they have vulnerabilities and that is an interesting complex here it's all mental vulnerabilities it's all you weren't hugged mm. enough as a child and you're well, that, too but also you. we've got we've got leverage on you True. um and you know if you don't back the fuck off i will release this or whatever and i i get that because it does keep attention on a different level but also i know if i was being a showrunner on this i would sure as shit be holding off on my good guys taking compound v until a very long time into it yeah yeah all um yeah all things there's only so many plot lines involving leverage that you can that you can get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially now that they've released the whole thing about Compound V to the world. It's like, okay, well, you, your big cat's kind of out of the bag now. Like, to, to be honest, Quinny, until you said that, I did not realise how many plot lines really hinge on the idea of if you don't do that, I'll tell someone else this. Yeah. Like, a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Actually. And, and to me, that's always been kind of a shitty trope of bad writing in in like uh tv shows that need to go for a certain amount of time (laughs) um you know i'm keeping this a secret or i'm keeping something back so that you are not uh able to talk about stuff and that eh, 
Yeah. When a when a person can fly and shoot laser beams and destroy crowds of people and stuff like that, there's a part of me that doesn't believe the leverage thing. Like I kind of look at the Homelander and go, I there's not much leverage that's going to stop him from just lasering through your head. Yeah, you probably wouldn't try it on Homelander. Well, also I don't think he's smart enough. And that's something I said to somebody today. I was like, I like that home, like um, Stormfront is uh, a modern, intelligent, dangerous villain who we're finding out how um, dangerous she is. Uh, Homelander is essentially a man child um, who has no subtlety and zero chill whatsoever. Um, Like he has two speeds, zero and a hundred and, he's dangerous to be around, but he's actually not smart enough to be all that dangerous until it becomes the manipulation of Maeve and stuff like that. But yeah. What a good cleansing (laughs) podcast time talking about happy go lucky things. Mm, I just went into my own little world of, we just talked about Ted Lasso, weren't we? (sighs) We will talk about it. Sure, sure. Either that or letter Kenny. Um, uh, well, <laughs> we're going to do a podcast the other day. Um, uh, yes, Which I've so, still yet to watch. So, fuck, yeah. Jesus Christ. How many times do I have to tell you to watch it, Gwenny? I you don't listen a to lot, me. Because I have many things that I, I also listen. Peter watch. said, hey, you should watch Ted Lasso. I was like, all right, I'll give this a go. And then I watched it. I was like, this is so wholesome. He's like a cross <laughs> between Ned Flanders and fucking Dolly Parton. And I love him. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah yeah but in a good way you're like but why do i like him <laughs> it's unexpectedly likable yeah and it's like i'll just chuck this on i've got nothing else to do then i was like i'm in love with this yeah, yeah. it's like what a dick he's a wanker i feel so clean oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah um that's not something that I normally hear after watching the, the most TV. <laughs> I, I feel, feel so, so clean. clean. Yes, absolutely. Um, what, okay, so to now that well, what are we doing next this, week? Yes, what is that are we where you were going week? with That's that? I can say, say, I can what see do you want to do next week? What should we be doing next week? Well, I, I know that there's going to be a bunch of suggestions from all of those uh, lovely people out there. Probably. Um, but... See what tech issues we can have next week. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Let's see if we can get some more people onto the stream. Let's see if we can crash the environment stream. Let's just go. Put your votes in for what tech issues we're going to have. We'll put Lawnmower Man and Lawnmower Man 2 on is what we're reviewing I I will say that clearly we have made it, though, because we managed to have multiple uh, people attack the stream. We've had had bots. That means that we are are really, really made the the Peaking. Unless yeah. everyone's like June. Put the June. Just review the June trailer. How about you do some June? It's like. Um, no, 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 we're not, we're not going to do that. Okay. Um, we'll do, all I do three, like that trailer. We'll I'm do excited, all three but... June trailers. Um, yes. So we'll do all three June trailers. We'll do the original, uh, I was going to say Kevin Lynch. It's not Kevin Lynch, <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch version. We'll Thank do the mini series version and we'll do the, the latest trailer. Cause they're all the same. Have you watched that compilation? I have. That's well, great. I mean, they were taking shots from 
other versions of it and comparing them. But I like they it. weren't and actually I, I making the same trailer. John Rasky came out and was like, oh yeah, this is just a pastiche. I was like, oh fuck man. Just, yeah. You know? oh, look, I'm, I'm excited for that film. I'm also intrigued to know what the fuck is going to be, where it's going to be released or how it's going to be put out into the world if it happens sure. in this year. I'm going to watch it on my phone like Nolan intended. Yes. Um, no, we are talking about Enola Holmes. Yes, we um, are. Yes. Uh, also, so, I just want to let everyone know, uh, some people have been asking, it's like, when are you going to review New Mutants? When I get around to seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, when about, I get into a cinema that I feel comfortable in. What about what about Tenet? When I get around to seeing it. <laughs> um, Pete, would you go to a cinema yet? I mean, I know a couple of cinemas that are pretty deserted on a normal day, so I might go to one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just, just tell your boss. Sorry, like, I'm just going to the downfall of the theatrical industry. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just be casually laissez-faire about the death of an entire, you know, industry or whatever. Can I bring my own popcorn and snacks? Yes, you always <laughs> can at the movies. Yes. Yeah. Well, can you not smuggle things in in your handbag all the time. Uh, that now, would say that that would say yes. Uh, what, Pete? <laughs> it's like, I see now why ladies take in large handbags to the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob in the chat has also mentioned Criminal UK uh, is very good on Netflix. I watched the first episode of it last night. Um, interesting concept. Criminal. It's actually four different series. There's Criminal UK, Criminal Germany, Criminal Spain, and Criminal France. Um, they all use basically the same set. Sound like uh, a bunch of criminals. Yeah, um, and it's uh, basically people uh, doing interviews with uh, people who have, who are basically they're about to be charged with something, and uh, they're trying to either get a confession out of them or uh, break them in some way, shape, or form. And the first episode is David Tennant, and it's really good. I saw the charged. trailer for that yesterday, and I'm very, very interested because I'm super interested in ultra low budget filmmaking ideas yeah yeah like it's one it's set two actors two baby yeah <laughs> two, two sets two um some well-made stuff and also the fact that i'm pretty sure that um they've just kept the one set and brought in the cast for each of the different versions the german france and spanish ones because it looks like the same set you know that you can actually build the same set in <laughs> I, I do know that, I mean, but it looks a little too much like the do same you know set. This is thing what I'm called saying. a 3D printer. <laughs> it prints in three dimensions. I don't think I love you anymore. Probably not. Uh, but yes, yes, Enola Holmes comes out uh, on Netflix, uh, and I don't have the button for the sting. Here, have this one. There we go. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's the new Netflix sting. Um, <laughs> Uh, on the 23rd, which is, what, Thursday in Australia, but uh, yep. Wednesday in the rest of the world. I think um, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that I one. hope so. Like, I, I, everyone, and if you're not following Henry Cavill on Instagram, what are you even doing here? Uh, no. That's a good question. Why am I not following Henry Cavill on Instagram? It well, because like no you're following him in real life and that's a stalking <laughs> thing that we need C- to talk about. Congratulations, <laughs> Peter. Now you can have your everlasting scroll um, through Henry Cavill's surprisingly dowdy and old woman-like house uh, in the English countryside. <laughs> oh, my God, I suddenly love him even more. Okay. Uh, yeah, after he, you just watch him building a computer and it's one of, of the most astonishingly sexy things I've ever seen. I've, no, I've seen that one. Yeah, oh, you've right. seen that, but did you notice the curtains in the background? Yeah, I, was like, Come yeah, I did. On. Is your grandma at home? Is she handing you the tools from the side there? 
Jesus, Henry. Come on. Oh, uh, look, I think I would enjoy hanging out with Henry Cavill, but not going to the gym with him because he'd scare me. Sure. Yes, but uh, look, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, who you have met, haven't you, Quiddy? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, uh, in, in, in that magical way that I've met some people mostly at a distance sure. um, while their handler is between me and them. Sure, absolutely. That's how yeah, and then and then I have a lovely conversation with them on a stage where it looks like I'm very friendly with them. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, yeah. Quinny, everyone should have a handler when talking to you. That's, that's yes, just, yes. It's sorry, far it's better if you have a handler. It goes easier. Um, to keep you safe from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll come back next week so everyone can go and watch that on the weekend. I mean, we don't even might not even have to do a spoiler free review of it. We can just come what? in and be like, Enola Holmes, she's crazy. She's actually. Not a woman. She's an alien, like Lilo and Stitch. Why am I talking like Graham? <laughs> That's not what you're doing. I'm just you've turned into Reese Darby. Imagine that. Um, yeah. Well, look. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna bust open the internet and try and figure out what the fuck is going wrong. <laughs> uh, look. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, yes. Peter. Please come onto the Facebook and tell us what tech issue will happen next week. Thanks, Pete. Yes, we'll put that one. What tech issue shall we shall we suffer through next next week? I mean, I reckon if we just if we just aim for one, and then yes. we just like have like the one that we're controlling happen, maybe the tech issue sure. demons will leave us alone. Yep. Yeah. So, so what are you, are you we're going to set up a actual tech issue? Yeah. Sure. That... One of us is just going to freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, yeah, that was me last week. Hey, I did. I could tell you what it was. You know, one of the tech issues that I had last week: a USB <coughs> cable was touching a power cable. Oh. That didn't take me very long to find out at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Quinny's frozen. Oh no, he's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, well, um, I don't know how to. I don't know how to wrap it up. I've forgotten how to. Okay, okay. I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Um, everybody, please uh, come and join us on Facebook. Talk, uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, write into us. Send us voicemails, emails. We actually would love to hear from you. Um, you can see he's down at the periodic table of awesome. But if you just send sure. info at the periodic table of awesome dot com, we would love to read your emails out or play your voicemails. This has been the Periodic Table of Awesome. I have been Quinny. Who have you been? Uh, I've been Dion at the Periodic Table of Awesome dot uh, com. I should have put on there, but you know, it's fine. I've been Peter. <laughs> and we will see you, and you will see us next week. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at the Periodic Table of Awesome dot com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.